takes a lot of love and guesswork. Thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. We're three hermanas who are moms, wives, and share how we do life, family, and faith. Join our familia as we learn together, laugh, and have sometimes loud and crazy conversations. Welcome to A Little Mass. Hola familia, welcome to episode 41. You are here with Mabel and Evelyn. Yay! We are missing Celeste. Yeah, she won't I'm sorry. Yeah, no. We're, we're all talking over each other. <laughs> we're looking at each other from the corners of our eyes. Our setup's a little different today. We're here in Evie's house, which is wonderful. We are. I love visiting your house. I love having you over. Yeah. We've been running around all day, huh Evie? We have I been. know. Poor Evie had to like... Get some paperwork in. and I know. It was like the worst day possible. I was <sighs> telling me, it was like, I have a plan. And I'm the kind of person that when my plans deviate, like you throw a wrench in it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say I lose it, <laughs> but it doesn't help me. Yeah. So this morning, my husband's off to work and his car, the one he uses, uh-huh. wasn't, wasn't starting. And I, I was helping him because I was like backing out our, the the truck yeah so that um he can take out the car because we didn't do it last night because we came home and we were really tired mm-hmm. and i just see him get out Mama. see you, puppy oh yeah car wow car <laughs> my son's here <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, it's mabel's daughter so <laughs> they're they, showing us the things that they're creating yeah they're vying for our attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway so i just see him come out of the car and he's like he has like this look and i'm like what happened he's like uh-huh. the car won't start uh-huh. i'm like wow. and automatically i'm like okay my day's already planned like yeah. i have things i have said that i've been planning for today uh-huh specifically for today and i'm just like i'm pregnant and i I'm, again i told you guys i'm not good with you know i can improvise on somebody else's plans yeah when they're my plans i lose it you know <laughs> So, um, I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, so what? Take the, to the truck. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I have to cancel everything now yeah. because like I can't, I'm stuck at home now uh-huh. all day with no vehicle. So, but luckily me, what came to my rescue? <laughs> <laughs> well, poor Evie calls me and she's like, I'm not going to make it to your house. And the stuff I had to do today, I'm not going to do. And I was like, it's all right. I got a car. It's going to be okay. You know, had to go drop some off for my husband anyway. So it worked out perfectly. But I think it's so interesting, because like I said earlier, uh-huh. like when it's somebody else's problem, I can step back and look at the whole picture and resolve it. Yeah. When it's my problem, I can't take that step back. <laughs> I just see the problem. Yeah. I can't see around it. No, I think I, I get the same way too, though, Evie, because I remember one time um, I was supposed to see my friend Martha. We were going to go out to lunch before I left for the trip. And I had used my husband's truck, and his headlights don't automatically turn off like mm-hmm. mine do in my car and so I left them on accidentally which means my battery was dead the next morning I had my little one packed inside the car ready to go it was hot day and I tried to turn on the car it does not turn on oh no I was so bummed out and so I call Martha and I'm on the phone with her and I'm probably like in tears I'm like Martha I can't see you and my car won't start and she's like all right it's okay. I'm going to grab my dad's jumper cables and I'm going to learn how to do this and uh-huh. I'm going to go help you. And so, and she had to go to work. Oh my yes. gosh. And, and um, she totally like helped me out and was so wonderful. And it was great. It was good. And oh. now, and then we got to go eat, have lunch and everything. So I, I get what you mean. 
whenever we're kind of like freaking out, it's nice to have somebody else kind of be yeah. able to think through the situation. Yeah. I'm the same way. Sometimes I can't necessarily think through because I'm like, how am I going to do this? How's the truck yeah. ever going to start? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's ruined. <laughs> yeah. But we got extra sister time, which we was did. nice. You're right. You know? Yeah. And the kiddos got extra cousin time. Yeah. And they're all playing around, <laughs> making noises and, you know, uh, uh, so, family, as we were saying, uh, our sweet Celeste is in here. She's having her own little family time. You know, we've all kind of she had is. it. It's her turn. So uh, she will be back with us in a couple of episodes, which will be fun. And she'll tell us all about her wonderful trip. Yes. Which we're excited to hear about. Uh, we are going to get right into um, our main topic for today. And it's all about overprotection, right? Or what was that mm-hmm. Britney Spears? Wasn't there like a Britney Spears song? Like the overprotected song? Was there? It was not one of her popular ones. I don't remember. It wasn't. I I, I almost, I'm like thinking about it, but I almost wanted to start singing it, but I don't remember all of it. So sorry, Familia. <laughs> you won't hear it today from me. Uh, but I was kind of thinking back on our childhood and wondering uh, whether or not, you know, being raised in a way where you can do everything that you want to do mm-hmm. is better or where you have boundaries type of a thing. And this all really started by reading um, a couple of articles about the issues that arise from overprotecting your children mm-hmm. and whether or not as a society, especially you know, the American society, whether or not we're overprotecting our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that also can branch out into you know, parents that are what you know, quote unquote helicopter parents mm-hmm. that are always hovering over their children. Um, and I know as a former educator, that was sometimes a little bit hard was, you know, dealing with parents that wouldn't allow their, their kids to just make their own mistakes and choices. Mm -hmm. You know, like your child chose not to do this assignment. Yeah. So they're choosing to get this grade. Yeah. You really shouldn't come in and try to rescue them because how are they ever going to learn consequences? That's true. They're going to grow up to be kids that always want, you know whatever the problem is resolved for them yeah by their parents or whoever it is or they just expect like hey you know my professor should understand like i was just hired i couldn't do this you know and that reminds me of a story i don't know if you remember uh that sally told me one time when she was in college uh, and she went to like a private christian university Mm -hmm. um she i remember they were having like a chapel and Mm -hmm. she wanted to like really be in the chapel you know and, and like be in time in prayer and so I don't remember if she had like an exam or a quiz or something uh-huh. um, for her next class, but it was like a special type of chapel. So she stayed um, and was praying and then she goes to her class and the professor, I guess the door was locked uh-huh. and the professor opens the door and he's like, yes. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm in your class, blah, blah, blah. I'm here to take the quiz. And he's like, he's like, no, I'm sorry. You came late. And she was thinking like, well, it's a Christian university. Like this was like some type of like a big special chapel. Yeah. There were tons of other students there that had stayed behind. They had uh-huh. even made the invitation like, hey, if you want to stay behind, go ahead, yeah. you know. And so she thought like he's going to be okay with it. Yeah. And uh, this professor was just like, nope, I'm sorry. You made that decision. <laughs> yeah. So no, you can't take the quiz. Do you remember that? And she was <laughs> so bummed out. But... As I, it's yes, true. it sucks, but at the end of the day, it is true. Yeah. You know, and, and she even told me, she's like, but I stayed for chapel. And he's like, that's good. I'm not saying it was bad, yeah. but it was the choice you made. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, that's true. And you learn that as an adult. Like, yeah. your, your, your decision might not have been a bad one. It might have right. been good for you spiritually. Yeah. But you made the choice not to come on time when you mm-hmm. had a quiz. And you knew that you had a class to go to. Yes. That's interesting because at the school where I went to, again, it was a Christian private, a private Christian school as well. Uh-huh. And I guess they were having a lot of problems with people staying over for the ultra call uh-huh. part of it 
where they had to like impose like or like people know hey we get it you want to stay for the ultra comp yeah but there's still class in session yeah so if class starts at eight uh-huh. you know and you know that your class starts at eight you need to get up and leave yeah or if you don't then you know you're not going to be allowed in class or take a test or whatever then uh-huh. that's you know, part of the, the consequence like, see puppy oh you want the mic up papa <laughs> you want to be on the show get us a seat you high want your time <laughs> he turns around like ah, never mind this became too real <laughs> but it's true because yeah. i think i think i'm not sure what was happening but i'm uh-huh. guessing a lot of kids were starting to get late to class or taking advantage of it, maybe not staying for the chapel but yeah. saying i was at chapel so but therefore really i'm were. late you that's know what i mean that's true the problems are going to Christian universities. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. You think, okay, well, it's part of the school. It's part of the entire school experience. Uh-huh. So I'm in a Christian school. Uh-huh. And the teacher has to understand, you know, that I'm in a Christian school. So the spirit moved. I'm going to be yeah. late. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember that story so vividly in my mind because as I got older, I remember, I remember when she first told me. I was uh-huh. so upset for her. I was like, are you kidding me? How is this person? You know? God before everything. Yeah. Else. I yeah. know. You know? <laughs> and then... But now, whenever I think back on it, uh-huh. and Sunny might still see it different because uh-huh. it was, you know, such a sore thing for her. She missed that quiz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as I think of it now, and as you know, again, me being a teacher, I was just like, but you know what? It's, it's true. At the end yeah. of the day, it, no one's saying it was a bad choice. Yeah. It's just it was your choice. You chose to extend it longer uh-huh. because the chapel was over at a certain time. Yeah. It just people chose to stay at the altar a little bit longer. Uh-huh. You know. Exactly. And, and so that's a little different, I yeah. guess. And so. As I, as I think now about this whole concept of our children overprotected, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think back of our childhood, Evie, yes. and the fact that we were, we were like most kids who come from families that, you know, out of necessity, mm-hmm. they, their parents can't put too many restrictions on them besides mm-hmm. like, don't touch the fire, don't do this, but pretty much so gave they us keep a you alive bit, Yeah, the, <laughs> keeping you alive restrictions. Those were in place, but... Because we all, you know, you guys cared for us. We've uh-huh. talked about that for the younger ones. And um, you guys, for instance, like, I think I went to school with you and Celeste in elementary school. You were sixth grader. Sally you might keep have been saying there. that. I don't remember. I, we did go to school did together. We? I'm telling you because <laughs> I did, must I tell the story of the cafeteria again? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, tune in to past episodes from me. It's in there somewhere. But, um, and I was like in kindergarten or something. And... Uh, you guys would walk to the bus stop, you know, uh-huh. and walk me to the bus stop. Right. And we were all young little kids. Like, I can't imagine mm-hmm. doing that anymore. And like, Oh, no. I see little kids walking out in the street. like, where are, where are you going and where are your parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you lost, little one? And they're like, stranger, danger. Yeah. You know, like me too. I would walk home from the school bus at, in, in, in kindergarten. You know? Uh, right. Yeah. And I mean, the school bus wasn't super far. It was around the corner. But it was still far enough with like, I can't imagine my little one, kindergarten age, right. running to the school bus. But you know, so going back to what I was saying about our childhood, and so because our parents needed us to kind of step up into those roles because mm-hmm. they had to work throughout the day, and like, really there was no one there to pick up, pick us mm-hmm. up from school, we took the bus, we'd have right. to get home, it was a little different. That's why we would walk home from school. And like, we weren't in the safest neighborhood in the world, but I still feel it being a little different. Even though... Than it is today. Yeah, than it is today. Mm-hmm. Even though, I was going to say, I do remember one time um, our brother Robert and myself getting into like a predicament that we were really scared mm-hmm. when they were trying to kidnap us. Were they really? Yeah. 
some some like person. I don't remember if it was a van or what. Rob uh-huh. may remember a little better than I did because I was just so scared. I was like blinded uh-huh. by fear. This van kept on following us from the bus stop. And oh. they were looking at us, at me and him, right? And uh-huh. all the other kids, you know, they all lived right there, right off the yeah. bus stop. <laughs> yeah. and, and we didn't. We would have to walk a bit further. And our neighbors, who usually took the bus too, um, they got off on like the next bus stop over. So mm-hmm. it was just him and I. Yeah. And they kept on following us, following us, following us. And it was really, really weird. And I just like, how long to this? And I was like, okay, um, we just, we got to hurry. We got to hurry. Yeah. And I even remember them trying to talk to us like, hey, hey, you know come over here, come over here, blah, blah, blah. And we just booked it uh-huh. and just ran all the way home. What? Yeah. I don't remember you ever it seeing this It was scary, story. yeah. Well, and you the, our parents? Yeah, I think we told them. Mm-hmm. I remember, I thought it was a dream until one day, and when I was older, mm-hmm. Rob mentioned it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that was real? And he was like, yeah, that really happened to us. I was like, oh my gosh, sounds- I thought I like, that was a nightmare. <gasps> I didn't remember. It. I, I thought it was a nightmare. Yeah. And he was like, no. Because as he was saying, I was like, how do you know my dream? Like, this is creepy. You <laughs> Were know? you in it? Yeah. It felt like a deja vu type uh-huh. moment. And he was like, that really happened to us. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. We almost got kidnapped. Yeah. And I mean, there'd be some sketchy characters, you know, walking on the street sometimes. Right. But, um, but I never, I don't know. I think now with like my child and, you know, now there's like, I mean, not saying that there wasn't child trafficking when we were mm-hmm. younger, but it's so prevalent now yes. that we hear about it so much that yeah. that just worries me. Yeah. And so I don't know if I would trust, you know, having my child walk around from school by herself. Like, that's why, that's why mom wouldn't let us walk from school home. Oh, right. Because our school was so much further from our house yeah. that she's like, nope. And I remember I was begging her because all my friends would walk from yeah. school. <laughs> I remember the one time I had to walk home uh-huh. because they forgot to pick me up oh, no. from middle school. I was so upset. Oh, and the middle school was even further, <laughs> yeah. huh? I oh. was so upset. I was like, I got home. I didn't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and you wanted to get, you wanted to have to walk, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. but the point, by the time that I realized nobody's coming. It was this, too late. Nobody was yes. there. Yeah. And I'm just like, ugh. Oh, I'm Evie, how long did it take you to get home? Maybe like less than 30 minutes. Really? Yeah. You're a fast walker, girl. <laughs> I feel like it would have taken me like five hours to get home. <laughs> but still, I was like so upset. I was like, I can't believe it. I'm walking home when there's perfectly good people sitting at home with cars. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, by then they would have been home already. That yeah. sucks. I, did. I always wanted to walk home from school because mm-hmm. all my friends would like... And my mom would never let us walk home from school because she's like, no, someone can kidnap you guys uh-huh. or it's just not safe, you know? And now that I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe it wasn't the safest. Like we would even yeah. hear like in our neighborhood, kids getting kidnapped. Like I remember one girl really? from one of the high schools. Yeah. I wasn't in high school anymore. I think it was like by the time Daisy or Naomi were in school, mm-hmm. one of the girls got kidnapped mm. uh-huh, from oh our old gosh. high school walking home. And she lived, I think, in our same like neighborhood area, you yeah. know? And that's why I was like, that's why mom would never let us walk home from school. Yeah. Because there's crazy people out there. Yeah, I know. I'm already making plans. I have to pick him up every <laughs> single day from school. Yeah. And so I feel like in, the, in that respect, I don't know if that's necessarily overprotecting. Just being cautious. Yeah. I, I, think, I think you have to adapt to the world that we live in yes. now. It is a lot worse. You're right. Although, this is where I think we get a little overprotective. It's, uh-huh. it's in my case. Like... I remember when we were younger, we plant in the dirt. We make like you know mud pies, and we get like acorns and mash oh, them up and yes. make food, you know, uh-huh. for like our playtime. Yeah. 
But when my son goes outdoors, I cringe every <laughs> single why? time he's out in the dirt. <laughs> I don't know why. Because now I have to remind myself, well, Evelyn, you did it, you all, did the it all the time. You were all there getting blades of grass and like, you know, those little, those little um, plants that you would they were kind of sour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would look like dandelions, yeah, but they weren't. But they weren't. Yeah. And, you know, sticking in my mouth. If I saw him sticking something in his mouth from the ground, I'd be like. <laughs> but we do that all the time and we love it. I know. Because they would taste like lemon almost. I know. <laughs> but we never washed them. Yeah, we wouldn't. We just stuck germs in our mouth. <laughs> and that's why we're so healthy today. Oh, <laughs> I can't. Now, I was going to ask you. My question is, is it because you own dogs or, or even if you didn't own dogs even if, that were out there. Even if we're in the park, if okay. we're out anywhere, I just feel like, I don't know. I I don't know what happened, like what triggered, in like you? what switch went off the moment I had him. Mm-hmm. But I was like, everything I was like, we always be like watching him, like yeah. making sure that. And I tried not to because you know how uh-huh. they say sometimes if you like, you watch them too much, like yeah. then they, they're always getting sick and all that uh-huh. stuff. And so I tried not to. But it was just like I there I couldn't clean things enough. <laughs> See, okay, and and with me, my daughter usually doesn't play on the grass in our backyard mm-hmm. only because um, our dog she's back there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like still cleaning up like you know after yeah. her and uh, her droppings and all that stuff. So that's the only reason why I allow her like on the side sidewalk the middle of like chalk painting and stuff like mm-hmm. that and in the front lawn i don't care when we go to the park i don't care mm-hmm. um you know her she sits on the grass yeah. even though there's t- thousands of like <laughs> things for her to do elsewhere and she just like sit on the grass she likes to pull up the grass yeah and i've seen her put it in her mouth she's eating she eats the dirt out of the pots inside my house <laughs> and she loves it because I've, I've seen it on her diaper it's so fast and um yeah and for me i'm just like not too overly concerned yeah. about that. Yeah. Like the only thing, like I tell you, the only thing I do is I make sure before she eats, I always mm-hmm. wash her hands. Right. But throughout the day, she can have the dirtiest of hands and do whatever <laughs> she wants to do. But when she eats or when I give her a snack, it's time to wash yeah. her hands. I mean, I'm better about it yeah. now, you know, I think, because I realize, okay, he has to go through some of these things. Like he's part of childhood, mm-hmm. you know? And he's a boy. And he's a boy. I so mean, he likes to on. go out in the dirt and just yes, throw it all and up. get dirty. Yes. But it's just, at first I was, I would cringe. And I still kind of cringe a little bit, uh-huh. but that's what I think about, you know, like it's like, it's different for me. I don't know why, yeah. but I think about how I was growing up and I got dirty and I, you uh-huh. know, did all that stuff and everything was okay. Um, it was funny because in one of these articles they were talking, and I kind of mentioned to you, Evie, they were talking about these parks in the UK mm-hmm. and how they're really popular. They're just like maybe two, three acres of open land. Right. Mm -hmm. And they'll have like broken chairs. Right. Um, They'll have these uh, like big old tin basins where you can start fires in Mm -hmm. old couches, um, just tons of stuff that you would find at a junkyard. Right. Right. Tires piled up and kids cannot wait to go to these parks by the time mm-hmm. that they open. And so they were talking about how they started after World War II because parents were just, some parents were concerned like, okay, I, I think we're sheltering our kids too much. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that they will probably grow up in a world where there's war. So right. they need to become resilient, strong adults that are mm-hmm. willing to go out and fight. Right. You know, and so these became really, really popular. And in the article, they had this picture, and I think I showed it to you, we were like, the kids are like, they just created this fire. It was like makeshift fire. And there's like this broke down couch on one side and like broken chairs on one. And, mm-hmm. and I just thought, okay, 
I get that. Like mm-hmm. most kids do that once they're older. You I know? get it, minus the fire. <laughs> yeah. Not the fires. Right. That's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. But it is kind of reminiscent. You know, even like those old 50s movies that you watch, well, that are set in the 50s, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or even I think of like Stand By Me where the kids will go off and play at the, you know, by the railroad tracks. And like it's Rachel Terabitha? Oh, Terabithia? Oh, Terabithia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why did they bring that one up? That one's so sad. That is sad. <laughs> but you know, they were always out in... You know, like making things. I, I get that. Yes. Um, but I'm like, I hope people understand like, Maybe they should start doing that by the time they're, I don't know, what, what, seven, Well, I think those playgrounds nine. are for seven years and up. These I don't playgrounds. think you can imagine, I don't think you're just a two-year-old are in there yeah. building a fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, like, did, didn't you say that there are parks, too, around here? Yeah, that in, the, in the U.S., like, junkyard playgrounds. I remember either reading or seeing something about it and be like, okay, that's interesting. Uh-huh. But I kept thinking they're playing with, like, these planks of wood with, like, nails, and they can go and get, like, um... Parents aren't allowed in there, but oh. they do have people there. Okay. So they can kind of watch them. The one that I saw, I think they had like cameras and I, I want to say saws. I don't know. Oh, I don't different. know. <laughs> but I remember they were encouraged to build and stuff. And again, there was somebody there watching, but the parents weren't there. Okay. It was like, That's my thing. I don't mind my kids going off and doing what they need to do mm-hmm. and playing. Like if they do it around the house or they go, whatever. But I feel like I don't know if I would drop my kids off to one of these places. Well, the parents stay there and they're kind of watching, but they're not like hovering over them. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which again, yeah, I, I, I think I see where you're going because I want to know that, okay, we're going to teach our son that it's with his dad in the backyard building something. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I get why they're sprouting up. Also, it's because for some reason, our generation started having kids and yeah. it was like, keep them all indoors, you know? Mm-hmm. And but I know you have like iPads and you have all these gaming systems, so they tend to stay indoors more often. That's my question though. Why do you think that was? Because our generation was outdoors. Okay, so I think it all stems from the fact that, yeah, we did have like Nintendo, but it was just starting. Yeah. So it wasn't in every single household. Plus now you have cell phones in uh-huh. and iPads in place where everybody, yep, everybody has this technology just all the time, like YouTube, everything just around them. We have smart TVs. Yeah. We can't get around it. I, okay, and I get that. I get that now as adults, we're growing up with all this stuff. But I'm saying, wouldn't you think because we grew up with all that freedom, we'd be- want them the we same. would want them to have that? Like, we would be like, I want my kid to climb trees like I used to climb trees. Why do I cringe when my son goes outside <laughs> in the dirt? I don't know. <laughs> or is it because we have all this information at our fingertips that the world has become a scarier place? It could be. Yeah, because like, what was it? Was it Kristen Bell? Uh-huh. That she wasn't they interviewed her or something and she was talking about how her her kids got oh what was it? Was it it's not tapeworms. No, but the little worms. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know. Yes. Yeah, I, I love how you're doing with the fingers. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm not kidding, I, I saw the interview and I right away went to go research what does that? Okay, or what causes, you know, the pinworms, that's what they're called, pinworms. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and so I'm looking online everywhere, right? And it's like late at night. And I'm like, and I remember reading comments and Nothing stuff. Nothing good happened late at night. No. <laughs> and some moms were like, well, you know, as long as the child's clean. Oh, the, basically alluding to the fact that maybe her children are dirty or whatever. And I'm oh, like, I doubt terrible. her kids are dirty. Yeah, come you know? on. <laughs> and so little moms would come up and say, well, you know, no, that has nothing to do with it. Uh-huh. My kids got pinworms and they're always taking baths. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, basically you get it from being outside. 
and the grass and the dirt. And I'm like thinking. Uh, well, and they said specifically in sandboxes. Yes, you know, so uh-huh. it just happens. But then Kristen Bell says, no, she got it. And I'm thinking, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I can't be having pinworms. Yeah, because you have to take medication, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, that, but I just don't want them. Yeah, it's just another thing. Because yeah. it's really itchy. Yes. Like, even thinking about, you know, like, lice and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I don't want it. <laughs> I get it. It doesn't it has nothing to do with how clean you are. I've read yeah. articles about that and everything. It just, it happens. Their kids are around, whatever. I'm just, I don't want to have to deal with it. Yeah. And so, I don't even know why I started on this rant. No, no, because, because you were talking about how, you know. Oh, the internet. Yes. Yes. We yeah, have we have too much information now at our mm-hmm. fingertips, and I think yeah, you're right. It scares us. Yeah, because I'm thinking now, okay, grass and dirt. Okay, we have grass and we have dirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he will never go outside. Uh-huh. See, okay, I kind of I feel you on that because I also saw the same article about Kristen Bell and her mm-hmm. kids getting pinworms, and. The article specifically said about the sandboxes, right? And uh-huh. I think that's where her kids may have got, or possibly, no, yeah, or at, in their classroom. I think like, yeah, somebody had yes. it, yes. Mm-hmm. And so little ones and just scratched spread. their little rear ends, yes, and you know yes. things happen. And so I began to worry because I was like, oh no, I really wanted to get her a sandbox, and it's fine if she's in it, but if another person is, that's when we have trouble. Which is why I understand the whole concept of we have too much information at our fingertips mm-hmm. that may be freaking us out a little bit. Oh, that's me. And making us a bit overprotective in that sense when it comes to that. But, you know, and, and like I've, you know, told you this before, I am not ever going to tell anybody, like, how to raise their children. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what limits they want to set or if they want to set any, it, right. it, whatever. Um, but then, like, I've seen, like, documentaries mm-hmm. or even, like, Nightline mm-hmm. episodes of uh, parents that do the whole, like, free range uh-huh. parenting where they allow their children to just decide for themselves what right. they want to do at a super young age right or um how this one mom from somewhere i think she was in the north um no she was in like the did she have like a lot of kids she, no oh, i don't okay. think she did she, she was somewhere like in new england or something like that and she was fighting with her city because uh-huh. she wanted to allow her child to walk home from school or from mm-hmm. the bus stop or something by themselves mm-hmm. and the city was not okay with it and okay. this and i guess the child was super young mm-hmm. and so she was like you cannot tell me how to parent my child by putting these you know restrictions on my kid right which i understood mm-hmm. in that sense you know um i had no problem with that it was just she also believed in like you know if he wants to go out like 10 at night by himself i'm totally fine how with that. old Ooh, I, don't remember. I don't remember. He was young. Had to have been like eight. At ten at night, yeah. there's nothing for a little kid. Well, at and 10 her at thing night. was her thing was just you know I remember riding bikes around my neighborhood, going, mm-hmm. you know, being back by the time you know the street lamps were right. lit or whatever. And even if we weren't parents and we were okay, and the whole time watching this, I'm like, okay, I get it. You're doing what's best for you, but it's a different world yes. i feel yes and parents have told you that there's high like they had like a high percentage of crime in this one little block of area where uh-huh. she wanted him to walk home from school oh and no. she's just like i should be allowed to do that and i'm like okay but your child may get kidnapped <laughs> yeah or something may happen yeah on the way from the bus stop to the house uh-huh. oh my goodness yeah and so my whole thing is like Hey, free range may be working for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, There's nothing wrong with a little, like, structure, a, l- a little restriction, you know? Yeah. I, I, I do, exactly. I do feel 
like as a society, we have become a bit too overbearing over the, yes. over our kids. Yes. Where there's just too much going on where it's like, let them be them. Let yeah. them put their hair down and do what they want to do. Right. You know? Um, and which I understand you, sis. Like, me guarding myself from wanting to put too much, too many rules on my child. It's like, but really, she's at an age where she can she can start doing this now. Right. You know, without needing me around or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, and as she gets older, same thing. Like, okay, I think she's able to do either this little chore or be, you know, be able to do whatever it is on her own. She doesn't need me for that. Yeah. Well, like perfect example. Um, sometime over the weekend, um, it was just my son and my husband was, he ran an errand or something. I think he went to go get some groceries because I can't walk that far anymore. <laughs> and you won't use those little automated baskets. I won't use those little baskets because I feel so you like... You got to use those things. conscious Hey, I see moms just rock it like pregnant mommies, you know? Okay, one, self-conscious. Uh-huh. Two, I don't know how to just pick it, like, pick it up and go with it. I think you just like... Cause I just unplug it. I'm I just think like, so, yeah. Mm, it's mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just go, girl. I don't know. I feel you though. I never use them either because the same reason. I felt so self conscious. I know. Like, they're be like, uh, I have to be like, put a sign. I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I can't walk anymore. The I baby's know. almost coming. But you know what? I see people that look mighty good. They're like, okay, right. Yeah, they're right. Using them. Yes. One time I saw a couple that looked, that looked. And they were both. And they were both riding them. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. And I saw them like walk up afterwards. They were fine. Uh-huh. They walked to their car, and I was like, so, okay. Maybe someone's ankle hurt. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe something was wrong that we can't see. Yeah. But, um, where was I going? Oh, you were talking about the story that your husband went to go get groceries. Okay, yeah. So it was just me and my son. She's pregnant, guys. <laughs> I mean, you're like, so what was the excuse before? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, yeah. So, it's him and I, and I'm like, I'm like, um, making breakfast. Uh-huh. So I was making like hash browns, you know, my yeah. first time trying them. Oh. I don't think they came out that well. <laughs> hash browns are kind of hard. I'm not going to lie. They are. Yeah, you would think are. they wouldn't be, but they are. I know. When you make them like fresh, yeah, they're really hard. Yeah. We're just, we're laughing right now because uh, we're thinking about the stampeding well, well, of the children. <laughs> okay, guys, our familia, like honestly, my son, I've honestly, I, he's pretty independent. Uh-huh. He likes to play on his own. He yeah. does his own thing, right? For some reason today, he's just like, like, I need you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he constantly comes and he's like, mom, yeah. mom, mom. Well, same thing. My daughter has, I swear, Familia, if you could have only heard so many, we have so many pauses because my daughter was bringing her backpack. I want a snack. I want this. And I'm like, baby, you're not usually like this. Like what is happening? <laughs> Mommy is trying to make something happen. Magic happened. Okay. <laughs> you're not allowing us You're to. not allowing us. Okay. Anyway, back to the story. Okay. So we're making hash browns. Yes. Which, which are super hard. Which, we said. Yes. Keep it going, girl. So I'm going to transport my little hash brown shavings. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before they're charcoal, huh? <laughs> to, to the... Um, the, the pan? Pan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. the grid, I don't know oh, uh-huh. the proper term yeah. is. I'm going to cook. <laughs> <laughs> and so a few of them fell. I don't know if they fell while I was, no, while I was in the transport or uh-huh. when I was grading. Okay. Either way. My son's there in the kitchen with me, you know, and he's like, uh-oh, when he saw them <laughs> on the ground. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they found. They have basura. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's trash. And so he proceeds to go and pick one up yeah. know, to take it to the trash. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, well, he can do that. Yeah. He can pick up the rest of them because no, mommy doesn't have to bend That's down. That's true. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I was like, thank you so much. 
And then I told him, you know, to um, grab the other ones. I was like, yeah. oh, I got mass. And so he goes and he grabs them one, one by one. Oh, yeah. At least he's doing it. <laughs> and my hand, I'm thinking, baby, grab them all. Yeah. Grab them all. Take I know. Them. It's not but his mind, I get it. He's still processing through things. Yeah. And he's like, okay, one at a time. And he goes <laughs> and trash him back each time. But going back to what you were saying about, uh-huh. there's no things that can help us. And I realized, okay, he can, he can help with picking things up. Yes. No, he understands what basurayas are trash. Uh-huh. And so he knows when things have to go in there. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I made a mental note of that so I can use that in the future with Yeah. Him. And it's true. I think it's just, it's just that it's finding those opportunities where they can begin to gain that independence, right? Yes. And so a lot of the things too that I found really interesting um, as I'm like researching through this topic of, wow, do people really, are we really becoming a more overprotected society when it comes to raising our kids or... I'm thinking back of even some of like when I was a teacher, like did I feel like those students were different than when I was a mm-hmm, student mm-hmm. in either high school or elementary or whatever. And um, psychologists are seeing this correlation between being overprotective with our children mm-hmm. and the high rates of anxiety nowadays. Really? Yeah, which can kind of make sense, right? Because mm-hmm. you have this very protected, um, stay within these four walls type world for your child. Mm-hmm. And so they feel very safe. And when they're outside of that, the anxieties can kind of build mm-hmm. because they've depended so much on you to kind of tell them what to do, what to do. To yeah, live. exactly. Where can I go? Mm-hmm. What can I say? You know, whatever it may be, even though it's not necessarily that extreme, but right. you know what I mean to generalize it. And so according to a, a study published um, this year, uh, the Journal of Developmental and Behavioral Pediatrics says that the number of children aged 6 to 17 whose parents said they were currently diagnosed with anxiety grew from 3.5% in t- uh, 2007 to 4.1% in 2012 and has grown even more this year. Yeah, it's almost at like 6.7% or something wow. like that for this year. And then in 2017, there was a survey of more than 31,000 college students by the American College Health Association and 21.6 of them reported that they had been diagnosed with or treated for anxiety problems during the previous year. Okay, so is anxiety... They're not saying it's necessarily just linked to uh-huh. this. Um, obviously, you know, genes play an even bigger role mm-hmm. when it comes to this um, and other individual differences. Um, but a lot of these psychologists are saying if we do this thing called granting autonomy, right, mm-hmm. which is defined as parents allowing their kids to have their own opinions, choices, acknowledgement mm-hmm. of children's independent perspectives on issues, letting them do what they want to do, more autonomy was associated with less childhood anxiety. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's all they're saying. Okay, so basically what they're saying is because these kids don't have that, that autonomy, uh-huh. they get a little more frustrated yeah. with having to you know make these decisions that they're not used to doing mm-hmm. on their own. Exactly. They're used to somebody kind of, you know, guiding them basically through this decision-making process yeah and now when it's time for them to stand on their own two feet it's a little daunting yeah for them. exactly okay. and which which can create some anxiety some anxiety right we've all been there before you know yeah it's true like where you just feel like oh gosh i've never had to make this decision on my own how am mm-hmm. i gonna do this right which is why i love your story about when you notice that your little one was now being able to throw trash away in the trash you were like okay he can do that by himself same thing with me evie um when I started realizing, hey, she's picking up her toys and can put them back mm-hmm. in her bin, she can clean up after herself. Right. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but she's learning this right. trait. Well, because for me it was, okay, I thought, okay, he did the one, mm-hmm. he's done. He won't yeah. He won't go back into the rest. 
he had them all. Yeah, that's and awesome. that's why I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you can you clearly can do this. Yes. Then we'll have to give you more tasks. Yeah. Now to kind of build upon this. Exactly. Um, I don't want to be the one having to clean them after you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think with all that said, even. Um, uh, one thing as I'm thinking through this too is I never want to become that person that's then telling other people like, hey, you should give your kid a bit more autonomy. You no, know what I mean? Like never. unless you really know that person. Like I feel like if it were us, even then it gets tricky. Yeah. But I feel like because you guys are my sisters and if you guys told me, I would think like, oh man, I must really be doing something for them mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I, we think it's time. Right. You know what I mean? But I think it gets trickier when you're just like randomly telling people that you may not be that close to like, hey, you should give your kid a bit more autonomy, (laughs) you know, or hey, one thing that I remember even when I was first starting off with my daughter that kind of bothered me a little bit was when people were like, oh, just let her do this. Like, it's fine. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) let me make that decision. I'm her parent. Right. Like, just because you think it's fine doesn't mean let me figure through it, you know, work through it. And if I decide, yeah, totally, that's something I want her to do, I'll do Mm -hmm. it. But I don't want to feel like I have to because you're here watching me, you know, now I have to make that decision. Right. Or I mean, crazy. I, I don't mind when somebody doesn't tell me, mm-hmm. but kind of, you know, is talking about their child and kind of it comes up like just casually in yeah. conversation. That's the What's, best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> How, you know, they've done something. Because there's one thing between them full on telling you, hey, you should do this. And there's another thing when they're like, well, when so-and-so was this, blah, 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 I did this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like after they've seen that you've done something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, sometimes like you and I talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because our kids are so close in age. We'll uh-huh. talk and we'll be like, or I'll ask you for your opinion. Yeah. That's another, that's acceptable as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, but sometimes because in talking, I'll be like, oh, okay, well, you said something about, you know, something your daughter did. And I'm like, okay, well, how did that come about? Yeah. Or I'll ask a little bit more questions about that because I'm like, okay, I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. I just find like when it's like pushed upon you, it's like, well, you almost as if you're telling me you're not doing a good job. Exactly. And your choices are poor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your kids are going to turn up all yes. messed up. <laughs> yeah, because I remember having that a lot when um, my son was younger. And you know the whole, like, baby-led weaning? Uh-huh. Or, like, um, when to start feeding them. Yes. And, you know, some parents start really early, mm-hmm. like, even before, like, four months. Yeah. I think the pediatrician recommends six months. Uh-huh. I was waiting for the six-month mark, you know, Me but people too. would be like, well, why don't you just give him this, give him that? And I'm like, I would always feel like you're questioning my parenting yeah. skills. Like, I get it. You know, you raise your kids. They and this is, my, fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is my very first one. Mm-hmm. But... And I'm not, I know it all. I'm not, but let me be autonomous people. Let me make my own choices. Right. I'm like, and I'm not saying that all the books I've read or the articles I've read are correct. Yeah. I'm just saying, let me just give it a shot. Yeah. You know, if this is what I feel comfortable with. So see, so I guess it kind of even be more in a broader sense. Like maybe we're just overprotected about each other in general. Like we don't allow ourselves or other people Mm -hmm. around us to just make their own choices and do things the way they choose to do them. Right. Especially like in the parenting world, Mm -hmm. you do. You feel like there's so many people that feel like this worked for me. You should be doing this. It's like, let me do things on my own. And if I mess up, I mess up. And it's fine. Like Like, I totally get some of the things that I do with my son. uh I'm probably not going to do with my daughter. Yeah. Because I'm probably like, well, I was a bit overboard on this. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Uh But I made that decision. He's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe now I'm like, I dial it back a little bit. Yeah. I, I breathe more. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's true. Like, you and I, for instance, like, we are very different when it comes to certain things. Like, I know, even with food, you started giving, I think, your son, um, uh, what was it, more 
like harder to eat foods than I did my daughter. Yeah. And and you never want to make me feel like, oh my gosh, my son's eating this already. Like you, your daughter should really be eating this. She's a month older than him. <laughs> she also had less teeth. You know, she also had less teeth. Yes. And my daughter just gorgeous on anything <laughs> and just like stuffs it down her you know in her mouth without chewing yeah. you know i'm not and you've told me my son isn't the best with chewing but no. i still feel he's better at chewing than i she is. feel like he eats as though it's going to run out and see and so <laughs> now imagine that times 10 that's my daughter <laughs> and Which i'm always like you see that there's still more left over on yeah. your plate why are you going so quickly <laughs> see, and like, i know you she's worse because <laughs> I know mom will tell me, like, she watches both of them you uh-huh. know, at times, and she'll be like, yeah, she does. She will completely eat, like, five pieces. She's like, whereas Aaron, like, he'll chew it, and she won't, you know? So it, it could, anyway, it could just be all of us as a society. We just don't know how to let people just grow and be. do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. And be, you know? Um, so as I was thinking, I was like, okay, how can I become better then? Because I'm raising a little part of the future generation. Right. You know, what can I, what are some things that I can do? And yes, I want her to make, I, and everybody knew, known this, like I never wanted my daughter to, um, not be able to make her own decisions later mm-hmm. on in life. Cause mom and dad weren't like that with us. Like we right. talked about this. They chose to trust us when we, you know, we chose to put on makeup whenever we wanted to. And we all set our own boundaries for mm-hmm. that. Like I've said, I started wearing makeup when I was 15. Mm-hmm. It wasn't imposed on me. I wanted to do that. Right. And you guys wore makeup a little bit sooner. Right. Dating, same thing. Mom mom and dad weren't like, okay, you have to be this age right. to be able to date. Like it was just like, okay, whenever you feel like you're ready, you're ready. Mm-hmm. And I never once felt like I was stifled or as though I just couldn't make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they always guided us like, make sure your decisions are wise. And make sure that on the day you're glorifying God. Right. And you will never be led astray if you do that, you know? There were times that a lot of my decisions maybe weren't so glorifying uh-huh. to the Lord, which is why I made mistakes, but I learned from them. And right. that's okay. I'm the person that I am today because of that. And so um, one of these um, psychologists, um, Ellen E. Kasdan, a professor uh, from Yale, was saying, you know, recommended that parents repeatedly encourage independence in small, lower-stake situations, like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. Throwing away the trash. He can do that. Um, you know, or children that already have homework, like they can start homework on their own, do dishes or choose a gift for a friend on their own, mm-hmm. you know, those little things. Um, because they need these skills. Um, they need uh, these uh, moments to be able to realize within themselves, hey, I can do these things by myself without mom and dad helping me, you know, or, mm-hmm. or my guardian or whoever without them helping me. And they can become self-sufficient adults. And I think that's what we all want. We all want to raise self-sufficient adults. Right, yes. People that can do things for themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and I'm grateful because our parents raised us as such. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of it, you know, most likely was out of necessity. But it was also because they kind of felt like we raised them. We taught them how to behave and how to be good human beings. So now we hope that you guys will mm-hmm. go off into the world and be good human right. beings, you know? <laughs> so, uh, interesting. Um, Familia, we want to know what you think. Do you feel like parents are becoming overprotective or do you feel like as a society we are now becoming this overprotected, um, you know, group of people that now want to tell people how to do things or children, you know, you can only step outside these lines. Mm-hmm. And if so, what do you think might help? What are some things that we can continue to do to be able to grow into the society where it's like we can once again be self-reliant 
and do things on our own. We want to hear from you as always. Thank you for joining us on this crazy, loud episode yes. of A Little Mess, even though we were more subdued. Our kids did all the loudness for us, which was great. <laughs> uh, we love you guys and appreciate you guys for just being a part of this journey with us. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, A Little Mass Podcast, or you can go on our website, littlemasspodcast.com, where you can find all of our past episodes, um, and you can chat with us. You can comment on there. You can send us an email. If you have any ideas for any episodes, you want to hear some stuff, specific stuff from us, let us know. And remember to sign up for our newsletter. It came out this past month. We always give out good little interesting freebies. And we always have questions for you guys because you're a part of our community. And we love you guys. So for now, this is Mabel. And Evelyn. And you've been listening to A, a Little, little Mass. Adios. Mm-hmm.